0: Hey, it's the Left Coasters Podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm
1: Brian. And I am Tony. And you can find the Left Coasters on Facebook as well as Instagram at the Left Coasters Podcast. Always hit us up with your comments and your questions and we will get them on the show. Thank you for listening. And welcome everyone to week 11 of the Left Coasters podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Brian the Ballerina, Balzerini, and we are here to break down the first 10 weeks of the NFL season. They have left us with a cluster of teams just holding on to a glimmer of playoff hope. And this Tuesday show is dedicated to marry, fucking, and killing those playoff teams. And we're gonna tell you who's grabbing that sixth seed and who's winning those certain tight divisions that we have uh, spotlighted for this year's show. Guys, before we get there, though, Los Angeles football continues to be its dominant self. The Rams get back on the winning road. The Chargers come back and just keep winning. They haven't lost in so long. The Chargers, the Rams, they're so effing good. We're going to have two playoff teams here in, in Los Angeles come January. It's getting to a point that if Los Angeles wins this week, they could clinch the NFC West in week 11. In Week 11, they could clinch the NFC West. What a wonderful turn of events from two years ago for both of these teams.
0: We already know how good the Los Angeles Rams are and uh, what they're going to be able to do, I think, in the postseason. What I love about the Los Angeles Chargers, and Rex Ryan made this point. uh, I was listening to some coverage on ESPN earlier this week, and I thought it was a great point. Maybe one of the only times you'll ever hear me say in history (laughs) that Rex Ryan made a good point. Every single game for the Los Angeles Chargers is an away game. It's a road game. They don't have a home stadium. They don't have a home crowd. I think that plays incredibly well. They're not gonna care where they go or who they play or when they play them. They're just gonna it's gonna be like any other game for them. I think if you're a Chargers fan, I'm feeling really good about that fact heading into this last stretch of the season. And not having the
2: the help of Joey Bosa. Yeah that's the whole season. That's gotta be the most, you know, encouraging thing that they've had so much production out of Derwin. You know he's, Yo, been, he's been. awesome. He's the real deal. He, he should de-
0: be. He should be a, de- a defensive rookie of the year. I he, think he's probably the the front runner for that award right is. now. He very much is,
2: and that's not. And that's coming from people who don't live in this area talking about that. So you know that, they're they're getting a lot of production out of good players uh, who are young and 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 ready and primed. But when they get Joey Bosa back, I'm excited to see what more they can do and oh, really clinch up this wild card position.
1: I can't wait. We will be talking about the battle for LA section because the Chargers need a little bit of help from the Rams this week as both of these teams have pivotal matchups coming up. We will be doing the Pick'Em section and the uh, Battle for LA section in our Thursday show. Today's show is dedicated. We're going to end with gravestones where Tony's in real big trouble this week, folks. And we're going to sit here right now and tell you who is grabbing the six seeds out of these uh, just a bunch of middling 500, under 500 teams. We're going to marry, fuck, kill these divisions. So, boys, the two divisions I want to talk about. There's the AFC South where Houston leads, and if you, you told me Houston's going to win that division, I, I couldn't fully agree with you. We're also going to talk about the NFC East, where Washington leads, and they, they're, they're walking wounded right now. They have so many people on the IR, I don't know what to do. So which would you like to start with, the AFC South or the NFC East? Let's
2: do the AFC South. AFC yeah, South. For that.
1: There it is. The AFC East, the AFC North, Pittsburgh and New England are winning those divisions. The AFC West, Kansas City and the Los Angeles Chargers, one of them is winning the division. The other one is definitely going to be a wild card. The AFC South, however, is so convoluted. Houston sits at 6-3. They're 2-1 in the division. Tennessee right up behind them. and Tennessee just won the biggest game of their season at 5-4, 2-0 oh in their division. Indy right behind that at 4 and 5 winning a lot of games recently, one and one in the division. And Jacksonville guys, I'm throwing them out. 3 and 6, Owen oh 3 in the division. Their next few games Pittsburgh, Indy and Tennessee. They're not going to be in the playoffs. They are not making the playoffs. I'm throwing them out. So, gentlemen, marry fuck kill. Houston, Tennessee, Indy.
0: This is not easy. I know. Uh, I this is this is very difficult. I know. I'm gonna start by marrying the Houston Texans. They're at the top of the division you're right them, now. You're taking I'm taking the top. I'm taking the top of the division and, and I think it, it's because I, I do like what the potential that Demarius Thomas brings to to the team. I know we didn't see a whole lot from him mm-hmm. uh in his first week as a Houston Texan. I just think I think they're the most complete team. Their running game has actually been working. Lamar Miller has been has been productive for them the last couple of weeks, and I think they have the best receiver in football in Dem- in in, in Demarius Thomas. In DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Um and, and and uh, you know we we all know what Sean uh, Deshaun Watson can do, and the, the defense is formidable. I, I just think that that as far as consistent offensive production, they're more likely to have that than a team like say um, Tennessee, which seems to be on one week and off another week. Yep. And and Indianapolis, who is excellent offensively, Andrew Luck's having an incredible season, but they can be scored on all day long. And I yep. just I see them as a beatable team. So I, I'm picking the Houston Texans. I just think out of those three teams, they have the m- best chance to stay the course. And and taking a look at the rest of their of the schedule the rest of the way, too. Uh, they have the Redskins, the Titans, the Browns, the Colts, the Jets, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. Some tough games in there, but very much winnable if if they come out and, and they're an incredibly high-octane offense. I think any one of those games are winnable. And I wouldn't be shocked. They, I mean, they, they won't win out, but they could.
1: Yeah, I absolutely. They're 6-3 and three right now, but they keep winning games out of their ass, which I don't know if I'm ready to marry them if they're winning games so luckily because out of these three teams, I think they might have the worst coaching staff and game planning out of all of them. And uh, their defense is very solid, though. It is tough to go into Houston and beat that defense. I have earmarked for all these mary Fuck kills. I have earmarked the next three games for every team we're going to mention today because at, by the end of this next three weeks, we're going to know whose team's for real and who's not because a lot of these teams play each other. So you're marrying Houston. Brian, do you agree with that?
2: I do, only on the on the note that I, I still don't know who Tennessee is. Yep. And, and I think Indianapolis has a little bit of higher uh, harder road to climb. Uh, out of their four and five, just simply being a game back, uh, rather two games back, uh, I think that the Colts are a team that I, I would put right behind the Houston Texans, because okay. I think they're hitting their stride right at the end of the season. They just have to show me they have a little bit more defense. Yeah, That's that's kind of yeah. what they do, because the Titans show this week, well, my God, that offense. It's like That
0: came yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it really did. Well, and the defense did a great job of keeping the Patriots out of the end zone. We've seen them struggle when they haven't been able to score in the first half. It happened against the Bills, happened against the Lions. These are teams that, you know, and obviously they ended up beating the Bills, they lost to the Lions, but when you keep Tom Brady and the Patriots' offense out of the end zone. James White did almost nothing in that game for them. When you limit those skill players and don't let them score on you early, you can have a chance going down the stretch. And the Titans love to win gritty. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm fucking them. Uh, fucking the I'm Titans. fucking the I'm fucking the Tennessee Titans. I, I think my, I think Mike Vrabel had his coming out party in terms of coaching last week. The yep. the, the, the student beating the master uh, in a lot of ways. And we've known. I mean, the Tennessee Titans defense is the best scoring defense in the NFL. We've known that they're they're able to compete. Um, you're starting to see the running game pick up a little bit more. And Corey Davis had an incredible game against he the Patriots. Stephon Gilmore. Absolutely tortured Stephon Gilmore, which happens... From time to time, so yeah. Stephon Gilmore a good corner, but some days he gets he gets he has a bad day. But don't we all? Uh, so I'm I'm going with the Titans. I like them. They are still sort of iffy on offense, and that leaves me killing uh, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. And that's really I think just again it comes back to consistency for me. I just don't know that their type of production is sustainable. I don't know that they have the game breakers at every level. Their defense stinks, and like you said, Brian, I think their road is tougher to kind of climb to the top there at uh, at four and at uh, four and five. Sorry. I would
1: I would probably disagree with you, and I, I would want to. Kill Kill the Tennessee Titans. I know they just won the biggest game of their season. They looked just unstoppable against the New England Patriots, but their next few games are going to make or break their season. They have to go to Indy, they have to go to Houston, and then they face the lowly Jets. But those first two games are very pivotal. The road games against very two difficult teams where Indy can score a lot of points and then Houston can shut you up. If by the end of those two weeks they lose both those games, they're in, uh, looking uphill big time. I think Indy has a real chance to come from behind and win this season their next three games hosting Tennessee hosting Brock Osweiler Miami then going back to Jacksonville to face a team that they just beat pretty handedly other than those fourth quarter garbage time comebacks I think Indy has a real chance to win three in a row and make themselves known in this division Houston though might have too big of a lead so far on Indy to make to make anything happen out of it so we shall see the next three weeks are big for the AFC South now let's move on to the NFC now we've earmarked the NFC East because the NFC West as we said Rams could win this week and clinch that division tomorrow uh the NFC South has uh, New Orleans up at the top. They also have Carolina. Atlanta had a terrible, terrible loss this past weekend. Sort of eliminates them from contention in that division. And the NFC North, Chicago leads it right now, but they have a huge game against Minnesota this week. We'll know more about that division come next week. But the NFC East... Washington sits there at 6 and 3, 6 and 3, 2 and 0 oh in the division. They have a 2 game lead on the whole division, which normally we'd say like, oh, well Washington's got the clear shot to win this. They have injuries up and down the field. If you were watching Red Zone this past Sunday, every time Scott Hansen cut to that game, Tampa Bay was in the red zone. They had almost uh, 500 yards of offense against that Redskins team yet continued to make mistakes in the red zone and is eliminated from them winning that game. Washington 6 and 3, but is a vacant 6 and 3. Dallas and Philly both sit at 4-3. 4 and 5. Philly had a real chance to make a name for themselves and just lost a terrible game to Dallas and allows Dallas to be back in this game in this hunt here. Dallas and Philly both at 4 and 5, Dallas 2 and 1 in the division, Philly 1 and 1 in the division. Dangles. Out of these 3 teams, who are you marrying? And before we go there, the Giants out of it. I'm sorry. We're not talking about the Giants.
0: One interesting thing about these two divisions that we've chosen, one in the AFC and one in the NFC, is that they uh, have been scheduled to play one another yes. this year. So yes, we're seeing have. we're seeing these two t- uh, divisions play on one another in this final stretch. I'm marrying the Washington Redskins uh, on the schedule alone. No. Yes. No. Absolutely. First He's right. First of all. First of all, Alex Smith is smart with the football. That yes. defense is making plays for them. They're finding ways to get the ball into the end zone. Josh Dox has been a nice little surprise for them in the receiving. I mean, they drafted him high to do what he's doing now, but it's taken him a while to get there. Yes, their offensive line is absolutely decimated. They're missing Trent Williams. They're missing Brandon Scherf. I just think on the strength of their schedule alone, all they've got the Texans, the Cowboys, the Eagles, yeah, yeah, the Giants, yeah. be- the Jaguars, the Titans, and the Eagles again. Before you That's go, the easiest schedule from out of these other two.
1: Not even close. The next three games, as you said, Houston is 6-3. and three. It's at Washington. Then the next two games are at Dallas, at Philly. They could easily be 6-6. Six and six. They could easily be six and six.
0: The Cowboys, the Cowboys, okay. The Cowboys still have to play the Saints. Uh, that's and and the Falcons. Yeah. Okay. Those are two incredibly difficult games. And the Eagles still have to play the Saints and the Rams. There are no teams Eagles. of that caliber on the Redskins schedule left. They already played their game against the Saints. Philly and Just,
1: Dallas both have healthy teams. Yeah, but Eagles and Cowboys at
2: best, at best, if they split every game with everybody else, at best they win four games. the the way the the way the Redskins are sitting at right now six and three they could easily only win three of those their their last what, six games, seven games here and still win. Yeah. And still take the division. Yeah. It's it's the it's It's scary to
1: say this, but it's the Redskins. I think nine and seven wins you this division and I don't. Yeah. I, I, I and, see. and the
2: Redskins only need three of those wins. Yeah. That's that's the Jaguars. Just, that's that's possibly the that's the Giants, the Jaguars and and pick your pick your loss or pick your rather pick your win. Yeah. The Texans, Cowboys, Eagles and Eagles again. They they beat the Eagles at least once.
1: I, I, I don't know. I don't so know. Who are you they, marrying then if it's not the Redskins? I think even though this terrible loss That just happened to Philly I still think I'm marrying Philly Based on talent alone They have the biggest hill to climb Out of any of these teams That we've mentioned so far But they are easily The most talented team Carson Wentz does not look great I couldn't tell you What happened against Dallas That game was unbelievable I have no idea where Philly was And who showed up But it wasn't them But if they get their shit in order They are easily the most talented team Former Super Bowl champions And Washington is just going to start falling Believe me now Washington is just going to start falling They do not have the pieces To win these games Tampa Bay should have scored 40 on them and they could not get into the end zone because of just dumbass mistakes over and over again the teams like dallas like houston like philly won't make those mistakes against washington they won't happen it won't happen and against tampa bay's more bun defense washington barely scored themselves they are they are six and three but they just don't have the tools to consider so if you guys are marrying washington out of the other two who are you fucking who are you killing
2: uh, this is hard because I really don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I'm
0: fucking the Eagles. This isn't hard at all. I think the Eagles are the more talented team. I think I think your point about that is right. Um, uh, that they, they, they but their run game is almost non-existent. They didn't make a move at the trade deadline. There was talk that they might be going after Lashawn McCoy, who it sounds like really wanted out of Buffalo. I'm not sure what held that trade up. Um, but they don't have a run game right now. It's backfield by committee there, which you know and which they were able to get away with last year, but it was with Jay Ajayi at the front of it, and they just don't have that. Pre- Premier runner that they can give no, the ball to don't. on first and second down to open things up for them, and the passing game hasn't been there like it has been in 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 previous years either, and the defense has been mediocre. So look, I think they if, if they get a couple lucky breaks here down the stretch. I, I think it's, it's it's you know I could see them in a position to to make a move for the division. Um, so that leaves me killing the Dallas Cowboys because I just don't think they have the pieces to do it. Do I'm gonna you agree?
2: yeah, I do I I do only on one note, and I think it's because that the Eagles have what could be a more diverse offense. Than the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott, when he's on, they win. Yeah. As we saw this past week, when we saw Ezekiel on and on really, really from the get go, they win games. Philly. I, I, I just don't f- understand how Carson Wentz isn't doing more with all the things that he's got going yeah. for him. Their offensive line isn't playing terrible. It's
0: He just seems to be... They have no excuse to. They have an excellent offensive line in Philly. <laughs> he seems,
2: what I saw out of the Dallas game, was that there was a lot of hesitation. A lot of hesitation. More hesitation out of Carson Wentz than I usually see. And, and I don't know if that has to do with the game plan. I don't know if that have to, has to do with the looks. Keep in mind, it's hard to stay on top of the mountain once you get up there. And, yeah. uh, and if you're Carson Wentz, you've got team Teams in your division, who know how to defend you? So maybe this is him, you know, experiencing a little bit of that resistance that that really good quarterbacks get. And who knows what he does at the end of the season? I'm rolling the dice on them. So I,
0: don't, oh, so Tony, real quick, who who then who who have you got as your fucking kill?
1: Yeah, I would agree with you in the fact that I'm killing Dallas because their next three games at Atlanta, home against Washington, home against New Orleans. That's really tough next three games. And by the time December hits, they might be out of the playoff picture completely. Although. We talked about Tennessee played their best game of the season. Dallas might have played their best game of the season this past week. If that Dallas team shows up, who knows what they could do, especially with a Thanksgiving game at home where they always play well. But let's move on now because there are two, uh, the two conferences right now, the way the playoffs are shaping up, the two six seeds in each conference are just holding on. Not good records. Uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers have the fifth seed all but wrapped up, as do the Carolina Panthers. But the two sixth seeds are where we're going to go to right now because there's a lot of uh, convolution there. So let's start with the AFC. The teams that are in the hunt, and I'm picking one of the teams from the AFC South, the ones that we all decided to to fuck here, so they're going to be in the conversation as well. There are four teams vying for that sixth seed. You have the Cincinnati Bengals on the worst defense in the NFL leading right now at 5-4. Tennessee right behind them, 5-4. Miami, 5-5 after losing really poorly to Green Bay. And Baltimore still hanging on at 4-5. Baltimore and Cincy will play each other this week. Miami is on the bye, goes to Indy next week. Tennessee goes to Indy this week. So both those two teams play high-powered offenses. Cincy, Miami, Baltimore, Tennessee. This is for the sixth seed. Who are you marrying? Who is getting this seed?
0: Oh, this is, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, one of these teams is in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you know, and what, it, what makes this somewhat interesting is, um, you know, it, the Ravens may be without Joe Flacco for a little while. It, it's, he's dealing with a hip issue right now, which opens the door, obviously, for Super interesting. Uh, the 32nd overall pick in the NFL draft, uh, 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 Lamar Jackson and a Heisman Trophy winner to come in. Can't wait um, to talk I'm about it. I'm very him. excited to see what he could potentially do in that offense. So he's kind of an X factor because the Ravens with Flacco, like we've seen them, They can win, but they're not a very exciting offense. Lamar Jackson makes that team completely and totally different. You have to game plan for them in uh, an entirely different way. I think that I am going to marry... The Tennessee Titans, yeah. Here, I, I I think I I just think when I it, it came down to them and the Bengals, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck the Bengals just because I think they've been able to climb back into games. They've showed that they've got some weapons on offense, and if AJ Green comes back healthy in a couple of weeks, I think they they make the final push and and they should, you know, find a way to maybe squeeze into the playoffs there, depending on what happens in you the AFC, I AFC in the South. Bengals. I know I know where you stand in the Bengals, but um, I think I think the the, the Titans are gonna have confidence after that last uh, performance against the Patriots. They're gonna have seen that their their offense. Can run the Marcus Mariota can lead them to a win over a team against all odds. Uh, I just I think their chances are the best, and we've talked about their schedule uh, uh, being you know doable. So mm-hmm. I, I like them. I like them here.
2: Brian, marry. You. I'm gonna marry the Titans. I am going to. Boy, this fuck's weird. It's tough,
1: but again, one of these teams is getting that six seed. One of these teams is having that Saturday morning, afternoon playoff
2: weird game that thi- nobody watches. The weird thing about the Bengals is they got schlacked by, by the Saints, which kind of shows me that they're not that high-caliber team that we thought really? could...
0: Does it just... I mean, the Saints have been killing everybody they've played this year. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much... I mean, yes, well, the Bengals, wait, the Bengals the, got killed. The, yes. the well, Bengals not gonna... are
2: terrible. 51-14. to 14. That kind of tells
1: me that they're not in that L.A. Rams echelon. They're not in that. No, top I don't tier. think anybody believed that they were. It shows you that they're not in the Green Bay echelon. They did, and they, I don't think Green Bay's good, but Green Bay hung with the best
0: teams in the league since he got their yeah, dicks caved in. The they thing, they did fire their defensive coordinator after the loss.
2: Terrell, Terrell Austin got canned. Uh, another Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> stop fena- hiring phenom. Lions. Stop hiring Detroit. <laughs> Everyone. So, Just but stop. like, okay, so quickly, quickly, Cincinnati plays at Ravens versus Browns. That's a toss-up because yeah. who, who the fuck knows with the, the Browns, Browns have connected and then that, and then, and then they they next, host Denver. and then they host Denver, but then they've got the Chargers. I think that's a loss. Then they have the Raiders, the Browns again, and the Steelers. So the 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 Bengals could foreseeably pull off three to four wins and and easily take this this wild card but because. Does,
1: but does eight and eight get you the wild card?
2: it it might when you consider that the titans are a fluky team they still play the likes of the of the colts the redskins and, and the texans again and then when you look at the ravens look at the ravens okay let's say the ravens are a good team let's mm. say they they're a good team for for just for argument's sake that's 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 home against the Bengals, at the fucking Raiders, at the Falcons, who are vulnerable as hell, and then they play the Chiefs, that's a loss, but Buccaneers, maybe a win at Chargers, and then the Browns again. Yeah. You could see the Ravens, like they usually do, coming in at that 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven mark, and just squeezing in. So yeah. so I guess I guess to answer the question, to make things uninteresting, it's going to be the Titans, and then I'm going to marry, the, or rather, I'm going to fuck the Bengals, and I'm going to kill the Dolphins. I just don't think the Dolphins yeah, have the much do- going the on. The Dolphins yeah. are tough.
1: The Dolphins are 5-5, five five, hitting the bye. They could have a couple of losses in these other teams and just be still on the hunt there but from my opinion I'm marrying a team that's not in an Indy but we, since we didn't include them, I'm going to marry Tennessee I'm fucking the Baltimore Ravens because of that schedule and I think nine and seven gets you this seed and I think they're going to outlast these other teams and I'm killing the Bengals they are terrible they are terrible. You guys have been saying it all year long. The Bengals stink. That defense is the worst in the league by if far. If they really stunk, they we wouldn't be talking about them right now. They, they're they only in here because they're 5-4. They, they should be
2: They, 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 yeah, the they should be two and 7 The other teams we're talking about are 5-4,
0: 5 and four, 5, and it's
2: five what and four. no. But it's, it's
1: what your definition of
2: stink is. If you're comparing them to the likes of the L.A. Rams, that's one thing. But if you're comparing no, them to I'm, the teams that they're in this conversation with, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Colts, and the Ravens, they they're, they're, they're well within this category. They stink.
1: Uh, let's move on to the AFC playoff picture. Okay, we talked about the uh, NFC East right now, but again, the six seed right now, as we speak, are the Minnesota Vikings at five, three, and one. Five, three, and one. How about those Bears? The other four teams, I don't want to talk about those fucking Bears. The other four teams that are uh, in the hunt here Green Bay at four, four, and one, Atlanta, four, and five, Seattle, four, and five, and Philly, four, and five. We're taking Dallas out because we all killed them in the uh, first conversation about the NFC East. Five teams right there for the sixth seed. Five teams Minnesota, Green Bay, Atlanta, Seattle, and those Philadelphia Eagles defending Super Bowl champions. You got to marry one, you got to fuck one. and you got to kill one. Diggity Dangles, who you marrying?
0: Oh, man, put me on the spot. I will say right now. Can we go through the, <clears throat> the
1: schedules real absolutely, quick? Absolutely, because Minnesota at 5-3-1 has looks the toughest awful. schedule of everyone. The next three games, and again, I've only gone three games because by the time December hits, these teams could have changed so much. But the next three games, at Chicago, hosting Green Bay, at New England. Three Mm. tough, Mm. tough games. And I know I love Green Bay, but those two teams tied in Week 2. Two completely different teams right now at Chicago, hosting Green Bay at New England. Those are tough games for Minnesota. And then they
2: follow that up with at Seattle, who look solid, and then they play the Bears at the end of the season. In between that or the Dolphins, the Lions will count that as wins. But that's that's tough. That's really tough. That's That's For a team that has
1: not looked as good as they should be on paper.
2: So let's hypothetically say they, they pull a... Let's say they pull two wins out of that. Let's say they play they 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 might pull three. So that is that leaves them at 8-7 and 1. S- yeah. That doesn't. I don't that's think not, that gets you. I don't think not that gets you.
1: The next three games for Green Bay at Seattle. Again, Seattle's in this conversation at Minnesota, and then hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Ugh. Atlanta has a pretty easy schedule. They go. They host Dallas. They go to New Orleans, which again they they are play. Uh, they play at that Superdome. Those two teams will score a lot of points. Any team can win that. And then they host Baltimore. The problem is Atlanta. We don't know who they are. We thought they got their shit together, and then they lost a game that they easily should have won. Seattle. Again, four and five, hosting Green Bay at Carolina and hosting the best quarterback in the league, Nick Mullins and the San Fran 49ers. Philadelphia, finally, we talked about at New Orleans, hosting the Giants hosting Washington Dangles. Pick one, Mary.
0: All right, give me the Packers. I like Mary and the Packers. I think their schedule is the easiest out of all the teams we just talked about going forward. The Vikings game will be tough. The Bears game will be tough. But otherwise, they play the Seahawks, who are beatable, the Jets, who are beatable, the Lions, who are beatable, and the Cardinals, who are beatable. I think Aaron Jones showed a lot of people what he's really made of. I mean, we all knew he was good, but he had an amazing, amazing game this past week. Uh, And I think if they continue to use him, you know, we've seen the emergence of Marquez Valdez scanting Scantling, uh, who who's a great slot guy for them. Um, I, yeah, I really like what they're what they're able to. Actually, he's been playing more on the outside than he has in, in the slot. Yeah, that's Randall. That's Randall Cobb's spot in, there in the slot. inside.
1: It's been Jimmy Graham and his average of one catch, nineteen <laughs> yards for thirty million. That
0: great, uh, big contract, all for nothing. Yeah, I like I like the Packers here. I mean, it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers, especially given the way that Kirk Cousins is playing right now. Uh, the Falcons, the Falcons are right up there with him. Um, I'm not going to give a whole lot of difference to the Seahawks and Eagles in this in this this conference uh so i'll wrap it up real quick i'm marrying the packers i'm fucking the falcons and i am killing um i'm am, killing the seahawks i'm killing the seahawks, killing yeah. The seahawks. yeah yeah i just don't yeah. think they have the talent to yeah. compete it comes
1: down to seahawks and philly for me for the kill and i'm killing the seahawks i think philly has more talent as for marrying i believe i'm marrying the green bay packers as well but that's a homer pick and uh for fucking i'm fucking those vikings i think i, I don't think chicago is for real i think minnesota and green bay will both pass chicago by the time this uh this season is over that should those six wins for chicago their best win is the tampa bay buccaneers and when your best win of six is the tampa bay buccaneers your schedule you know you can only face the people that are on your schedule but they have not played a real team yet brian marry fuck kill
2: so i'm gonna agree with you on the packers uh, Wow,
1: all three of you agreeing on my packers yeah
2: i think the packers have the easiest schedule uh i think they're also uh well equipped to compete in the latter part of the season with almost every team on their schedule and, and then some, so I think that gives them a higher probability of winning some games. Uh, I I'm actually gonna go. Uh, I disagree with you guys completely, completely on the Seattle Seahawks. Really. I really believe that the Seattle Seahawks. They who, showed you
1: something this past. Well, week. they
2: did. Think, I. You guys are are down on the Seahawks, but they almost they almost won that Los Angeles Rams Absolutely. game. Absolutely they were one they of the did. few teams this year that took the Rams to the to the till, and. And that's without, I think, a a solid all-around team. But uh, the last couple weeks, their passing game has come alive. That has truly come alive. You, you, you like Lockett. I like Lockett a lot too. Uh, But when you look at their schedule, Packers. I'm going to give that to the Packers. But they play the Panthers, who I think that's a loss. But they play the 49ers twice. Yeah. They play the Cardinals again, and I think they beat the Minnesota. I I believe that they beat the Minnesota Vikings. It's going to be a big match. I think they beat the Minnesota Vikings, who, by the way, also are at five, three, and one. Don't underestimate that little tie that they've got at the end of their at the end of their
1: name—it's going to hurt both the Vikings
2: and the Packers. I think it's going to hurt people, and I think the Seattle Seahawks are are always primed to beat people at the end of the season. I think the Seattle Seahawks come away with maybe four wins and land at nine and f- nine and seven and win this. uh Oh
1: God! If the Seahawks make the sixth seed, I, I'm quitting the podcast. I don't want to see them in the playoffs ever again. I they, really don't.
2: They could very well pull a nine and seven, and I think the team that I would probably kill—I'm uh, killing the, the Eagles. Yeah, I really don't think the Eagles, who we've talked about it at length, Saints, Redskins twice, Cowboys, Rams, Texans. I don't see it. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah, they just to get don't see it together fast. And and, and and I guess a little asterisk on the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not feeling real bullish on the Falcons after this week. I think that they are Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde. They beat the Carolina Panthers and they just get absolutely emasculated by the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. Coachless, yeah, coachless.
1: Greg with second G stands so, genius. Williams. I, I
2: don't. I don't. I wouldn't put any money on the Atlanta Falcons. So that again is the Packers. Fuck Seattle. Kill
1: eagles wow okay well it's it's getting to that time boys we are in week 11 these games are starting to mean something that pick'em section on thursday is going to be very interesting because there's a lot of potential playoff matchups and the the the, the season long standings between the three of us only grew closer and that's all we have for those uh for those playoff merry fuck kills now let's move on to america's favorite game gravestones
2: Left coasters.
1: and here we are with this week's version of Gravestones. This is the game where each week the hosts of the Left Coasters podcast pick a team to put into the grave, stating they will not make the playoffs come the end of the season. By the end of this, uh, this string of episodes in the regular season, we will each have put 20 teams in the grave and have 12 remaining. If those 12 teams make the playoffs, we've done our job and picked them correctly. Brian is going first this week due to winning last week's pick'em. I am going last. The reason why I'm in trouble is the team that Brian picks to throw into the grave and then dangles goes, I cannot choose them that week. So I could be stuck with a real in a real pickle here. So, uh, Mr. Ballerina, which conference, the NFC or the AFC, will we be going with this week? We will be going with the NFC. You bitch you bitch
2: this is what i've been waiting for am... we've all been waiting for this moment why I not am... take it i, am I may trouble. not be here again
1: i am in trouble i am in trouble the reason i'm in trouble is because we have chosen over the past 10 weeks we've done this to do the nfc over and over and over again and we are simply running out of teams to kill in the nfc for instance the grave pool of the nfc consists of five teams which means we've all decided to kill these teams in consecutive weeks san fran the Giants, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and Arizona. All those teams are dead forever. Each of us have one individual team. We've also killed Brian. Yours is Chicago. Dangles, yours is Seattle. Mine is Dallas. So with that, let's move to gravestones. (laughs) Mr. Ballerina, you were up first to the altar to tell us who will be uh, signing the cross for and throwing six feet under. Again, in past weeks, you've killed those Chicago Bears and the five other Grave Pool teams. So, for the seventh NFC team, your choice will be. My choice will be. The four and five.
0: You whore. I know what you're going to say, and I hate you,
2: Atlanta Falcons.
0: Ah! Oh, really? That's not what I thought you were saying. Oh, to say. that's great for that me. That is fantastic me ex- for me as well.
2: Let me explain to you why the Atlanta Falcons are not going to be make the playoffs this year. Whew. I know you're going to say the Seattle Seahawks, but let me tell you when the Seattle Seahawks play the 49ers twice in the Cardinals, that's three wins, my friend. Of the Falcons, where do they get three wins? They play the Saints, the Packers, the Panthers, Cowboys, and Ravens. Cardinals and Bucks. I don't see it. I do not see upsurping the Saints and the Panthers. They don't make the playoffs. Au revoir,
1: Atlanta. Wow. That's a big team to kill. A team that we all had in the Super Bowl come the beginning of this season. Not this year. Diggity Dangles, you are next, my friend. You cannot kill Atlanta, and in the past weeks you have killed Seattle. So your choice will be
0: I'll be killing the Dallas Cowboys. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, I could have gone maybe with the Redskins, and that would have put you in a tough position. But um, whatever. You the Redskins. I'm the out. I'm out for myself, and I couldn't kill, good conscience, kill a division leader. I just don't think the Cowboys have the the pieces to do it this year, and they need a new head coach.
1: Yes, they do. The clapper is no more. The hopefully.
0: clapper is no more. So Dallas, see you later. Sorry. Maybe next time.
1: That leaves me getting by by the hair on my chinny-chin-chin once again. In past weeks, I've killed those Dallas Cowboys and the rest of those teams in the grave pool. Brian gave me a a way out, and I will be killing Russell Wilson Seahawks because I truly don't believe that Pete Carroll will get it together in time for them to make the playoffs. They will be in the conversation, don't get me wrong, but forecasting this future, I don't see the Seahawks doing it. And with that, let us end another week of gravestones. And that is it for our Tuesday show of the Left Coasters podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian, the ballerina Bowserini. We are happy that you listen to us. You can find us on Facebook, the Left Coasters podcast. Instagram, the Left Coasters podcast. On Gmail, the Left Coasters podcast at gmail.com. Join us on Thursday as we break down what might be the best week of football so far this season, including a Monday night game uh, of, of historic proportions involving your Los Angeles Rams. The Chargers have a big game as well, and we will be breaking down both those games and the rest of the slate come Thursday. So join us. But before we get there, let's give a hearty. Chargers Charge!